0: Persons, you're listening to, No Names
1: All Game. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of No Names All Game. Today is Wednesday, October 6th, and we are here to preview the marquee matchup that is going down in Iowa City this weekend. It is number three, Iowa Hawkeyes, hosting your number four, Nittany Lions, 5-0 versus 5-0, a slobber knocker in the making, but that's not the biggest news we have on this podcast. Pat. You got some news for our listeners.
0: Yes, we do. For all of our listeners, you might be able to hear her already. But meet Izzy. Hello, Izzy. Pat got a dog. Who's a good Woo! girl? <laughs> what kind of dog is Izzy, Pat? Izzy is, I, I just remember that like to anyone not watching the YouTube video, this might sound like I have a child or something.
1: <laughs> I was going <laughs> to say, I, I actually haven't been great about putting these on YouTube. Yeah. so.
0: <laughs> Izzy is a bulldog.
1: Nice. Yeah,
0: she's three years old. She's a very good girl.
1: Amazing. Well, Izzy, uh you are officially uh the mascot of
0: No Names All Game. Uh, exactly. Ha- yeah. Any, if anyone to have wants you. to drop some good uh some good Penn State dog gear in any of the Twitter threads that I, I should buy, feel free.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I got I got a uh, I think it's a uh, I think it's barstool PSU does Good Boy Friday. We, we can get Good Girl Friday in there too. Exactly, it's all yes. Dogs decked out in Penn State gear. So, Izzy'll be, be on submitting. there for sure. Yes. For sure. Um, well, congratulations! Very, very happy for you. Thank you. Um, but let's get back to business. Like I said, two five and O
0: teams, unbeaten, Big Ten clash. How you feeling, man? Um, you know what? I'm cautiously optimistic, but like I'm for sure nervous, man. You just um, take my word. That's
1: that's exactly what I just told you all. Oh, uh, you're right,
0: isn't it? Damn yeah. it! <laughs> um, sorry, but yeah, I, did I am. I'm for sure nervous about this game. Um, I do think Iowa's a really good team. I think they do some things well that like we're gonna struggle with, but I, you know, I no shocker here. I'm I'm predicting a Penn State victory. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, so I mean, I, cautiously optimistic is the word I used before we started recording, and that's that's kind of how I feel. And yeah, um, it's how I felt for most of the season, where like the nerves going into Wisconsin, the nerves going into Auburn, kind of similar here. I think I think Iowa is a very good defense. Their offense doesn't doesn't wow me. Um, we'll get into that as we go, go through some of our, our topics here. Um, I think we're the best defense they're going to face. I think our offenses has been humming despite, you know, some of the inconsistencies against Indiana last week. I just, I feel like I feel like this number three versus number four in a weird season where the rankings have been all over the place. It's like, it's deserved of the hype. These are two good teams. Um, but I don't know. I, I'm not like, I'm not overly worried. So the spread right now is Iowa favored by two points, which basically is a pick 'em uh, on a neutral field. You know, two points, three points is what yeah. you get for home field. Uh, Kinnick is a very hostile environment. Uh, Franklin talked about that in his press conference, how their their stands are very narrow, so they're basically right on top of you. It's a hard place to play. Uh, and the over-under is set at 40 and a half, which is so low. Uh, my, my over brain is just screaming, take the over, but, uh, but we'll see. So as always, uh, we'll go through our topics here. We got a, what to watch for a, don't be surprised if key to victory and then a final prediction. We got a couple of Twitter questions to get through. Let's start with a, what to watch for Pat. What are you watching
0: for? Uh, listen, I'm watching for our offensive line, you know? This is going to be a real test for them against uh, what has been just a tremendous Iowa defense this year. Um, I mean, I, would it be great if we got the run game going? Yeah, of course it would. But beyond that, like, can we pass protect for Sean Clifford, man? You know, I think that's really going to be a huge thing for this team. Like does Sean Clifford have time to drop back, you know, step up in the pocket if need be and plan his feet and throw the ball?
1: Yeah, I I completely agree with that. Um, we are we are allowing our offensive line's allowing 1.6 sacks per game, so just under two sacks a game. Uh, Iowa's defense is is getting 2.6 sacks a game, so almost three a game. Uh, they've they've been teeing off. They they are a, a really good defense. Like I said, you got to give credit where credit's due. Um so I completely agree. That's going to be a huge, huge matchup to watch. Um, their defense against our offensive line. Uh, My one to watch for. This is not an original thought whatsoever, so I want to make sure I give credit. This is coming from PSU Analytics on Twitter. Uh, if you're not following them, check them out. I think it's PSU underscore analytics. They're a contributor at For the Bloggy. You probably have seen some of their articles, some of their Twitter threads. Um, just really good data they've put out, and they put one out today um, talking about starting field position. So, what I'm going to be watching for is starting field position. Um, we're going to talk about how good Iowa's defense is in this in this entire episode. Uh, this comes straight from the tweet from PSU Analytics. Iowa has three defensive scores this season and 20 total drives starting in opposing territory. That's a lot. Uh, when you can start your drive in not even, not even like good position on your own side of the field, but in opposing territory 20 times in a season, that's pretty damn good. Um, you compare it to Penn State. We have one defensive score, which I believe was Jesse Lucchetta's pick six, uh, and only eight total drives starting in opposing territory. So um, you know we've we've been we've been very good defensively. We've held held folks to folks. Who says folks? Uh, we've held. A grandpa. Th- yeah, yeah. I was a grandpa for a minute. We've held teams uh, in the red zone. We've held teams to punt. We've held teams to turn over on downs. Um, but we've only had eight total drives starting in opposing territory. So um, what that equates to is Iowa's starting field position is their own 42 versus ours is our own 30. That's a big difference. Um, yeah. So I'm going to be watching that. I think Jordan Stout will be hugely important when we need to punt. We talked about how good he's been averaging 48 plus on his punts. Um, that, that's going to be huge when we do need to punt, pinning them into their deep into their own territory. Um, and then two for us, like – sustaining drives, getting into the red zone or near the red zone, even if it means we're coming away with a field goal. Guess what? When you get a field goal, yes, it's only three, but what does that lead to a Jordan Stout touchback? Right. Um, so I, I think us sustaining those drives, forcing them to to really, really earn every single drive and not giving them any freebies. Um, and that, that's what I'm going to be watching for.
0: I like that. Yeah. I mean, that, that's been the talk of uh, Penn state Twitter for, Better part of a couple of days is that Iowa starting field position. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I hadn't seen it laid out so clearly uh, as I did in that one tweet from PSU Analytics. And that kind of just like was almost like that aha moment of like, oh shit. Yeah. We, uh, we can't give them that. We, we need to make them work for it. We need to make them earn it. You know, what, what's a touchback? You start at your own 25. I should know that. Um, yeah. It's 25, though. I was going to say 20. And then in my head, I realized uh, make them earn it. Make them drive 75 yards every single time. Um, so that's my what to watch for.
0: Don't be surprised if – what do you got? I mean, don't be surprised if this is just a Big Ten – I I don't want to say classic Big Ten, like, you know, drag them out brawl, because I don't think it's going to be heavily featuring the running game like a classic Big Ten game. But I think it's going to be defense-heavy. I think there's going to be a lot of three and outs. Uh, You know, there's going to be some really limited offensive play in this game, in my opinion.
1: Yeah. And as a guy who loves overs, you know, that's not what I love to hear, but sometimes, sometimes a good grind out battle is fun to watch. And these are this, I mean, this was the game that was six, four, right. Back in the day, the Iowa Penn state game. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't think we'll see it quite that low scoring, um, but the under over is set at 40 for a reason. Um, yeah. I, I can, I can see that happening. Um, mine's a little more specific and, and I don't know if I even believe this one, but I I'm, I'm trying to get a little creative with my takes here. I, you know, no, I do believe it, but uh, I'm trying to get in the mind of a Brent Pry. Uh, what's that old, old YouTube video? Let's go inside the mind of a Greg Jennings.
0: Remember
1: that. So I'm going inside, going inside the mind of a Brent Pry. Uh, don't be surprised if Brent Pry is aggressive early on in efforts to shut down Tyler Goodson. Um, I mentioned earlier I don't think Iowa's offense is very good. Uh, they are. Are, yes, as a team, they're scoring 33 points a game. That's that's damn good, right? You know, inflated a little bit by a slobber knocker against uh that's the second time I used slobber knocker today. Uh a beat down against Maryland. Um but they're scoring 33 points a game. Uh, I went in and if my math is correct, if you take out their defensive scores, it brings them down to twenty-eight points a game. That's a whole five points yeah. five points a game that their defense is giving them just on scores, not only on field position. Um so their offense is scoring about twenty eight a game, which is still pretty good. Um, but I I, I'm looking through their, their players and their stats. And I'm just not overly wowed outside of Tyler Goodson. He's a very good running back. Uh, He's got 99 carries for 430 yards. So he's right at 4.3 average and five touchdowns. Um, He's actually their second leading receiver uh, behind the first leading receiver is a tight end. Um, So their leading receivers are a tight end and a running back. They have no wide receiver weapons and their quarterback, Spencer Petras, who, I'll be honest. I think uh, in my head, every Iowa quarterback of the last like ten years is the same guy. Yeah, uh, it's Bethard, it's Nate Stanley, it's uh, Rudock, it's Petris. They're they're all the exact same guy in my head. Uh, he on the year is eighty-five for one thirty-seven. So it's a sixty-two percent completion for nine hundred and forty-three yards. He's got seven touchdowns and one interception. So he's protecting the ball. But you compare those numbers to Cliff. He's he's not he's not on the level that Cliff's been playing at. So what I'm what I'm rounding this all up to say is like there's not a lot of weapons on this offense outside of Tyler Goodson um so my don't be surprised don't be surprised if Brett Price is aggressive maybe sells out a little bit earlier to shut down Goodson and and kind of force them to to involve other playmakers and maybe that maybe that gives them a little bit of success underneath early on maybe they're hitting some short intermediate passes but I think our defense is good enough that you can be aggressive. You can go to focus on one guy, shut him down early and the rest of the defense will pick up the slack of where it could be. So, um, you look at Tyler Linderbaum that's he's the best center in the country uh this dude is an absolute mauler uh you talked about their defensive line against our offensive line um you know it goes the other way too Iowa has has notoriously had a good offensive line and you watch this kid's highlights he he mows people down in the second level third level so I think you're going to need to get a little bit creative to get through this offensive line shut down Goodson as the running back uh and then you know they'll they'll Get sloppy. That, that's that's how I think it'll be. So don't be surprised if Brent Pry is aggressive early on. I rambled a lot there, but what do you think about that?
0: But yeah, I mean, I think you're definitely on the right page there. <clears throat> I think you know, especially beginning of the game, we're going to be looking to just in the passing game keep the ball in front of us. Let them hit the four, five, six yard passes and just tackle them quickly. They don't have a lot of guys who are going to make you miss in space. They don't have a lot of guys who are going to burn you downfield. They've got a running back. Their their best offensive weapon averages 4.3 yards a carry. Um, and, you know, Spencer Petras is very effective as a short passer. He's, like, one of the best in the country at passing really short passes.
1: Is that true? Um, I have not looked that up. Okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> However, he's a guy, he'll make a couple of game-winning throws for you, but if he the entire, like, brunt of winning the game is put on his shoulders, I don't think he can do that. Especially yeah. against an elite defense like Penn State. Yeah, and I think that's
1: what I keep coming back to is like this: we're the best defense that they will face thus far, uh, and the same can be said about them to us. But like you look at the numbers here, and and I'm back in my stats game. I said this on the live preview last week. Uh, first couple of first couple of episodes, I wasn't great, but I'm back stats in my thought. stats game. Uh, we're, we're math guys now. Um, you look at Iowa offense again: thirty-three points a game, uh, passing yards per game, one hundred ninety-four. Uh, comparatively, we are at two hundred eighty-six. So we're a, we're a hundred more in the air than they are. Um, so then you, you see that you go okay they must just be absolutely killing it on the ground and beating people to death with that. Not really. Uh, they are 126 rushing yards per game, which is less than Penn State. Yeah. We talk about how bad our rushing attack is at 1.0 or 132. I'm sorry, 132 a game. They're averaging 126. The yards per rush is identical, damn near identical. Uh, they're at three point four. We're at three point eight. Like I expected when I was pulling the stats to see them at like almost five yards a clip, almost two hundred yards a game. Just because they've been putting up points and they've been beating some teams handedly. So, I, I they're getting to pay dirt, right? Ten rushing touchdowns, seven passing touchdowns. They're they're putting up scores. Um, but I don't know. I'm just I'm not that. Overly concerned that they're going to be able to have their way with our defense. So
0: yeah, I think well, early I, on,
1: shut down Goodson. He's their only playmaker. Make make everyone else be incredible, which they won't.
0: Yeah. I mean, they've had two really lopsided wins, right? Just Maryland and uh, Indiana, correct? Yeah. yeah so if, Iowa State was low scoring. Colorado State, and then Kent State, whatever. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. But we'll so we'll look, look, look at, at the,
0: it. yeah, like the legit teams in there. Um, you know, they they won big at indiana and at maryland well they had 12 turnovers in those two games so like yeah, yeah no one you're scoring <laughs> 33 points a game when you're averaging six turnovers a game
1: yeah yeah i i agree
0: um, and let, in the games talk. where they didn't do that they scored like 17 and 20 points
1: yeah, yeah. Their average win margin is like around right around 21 points. Um, obviously inflated by Maryland, inflated by Kent State, um, which you could say about any team. But but you look at some of their their more difficult games. They beat Iowa State only by 10. They beat Colorado only by 10. They struggled with Colorado. Colorado State,
0: not even Colorado. Colorado
1: State, sorry, you're right. You're oh, by the way, right. it was a
0: one in three team.
1: Yeah, and that's that was the week that we jumped them because everyone was like, oh, they struggled with Colorado yeah. State. So like these things happen where they've, they've shown that they – are not overly dominant on offense. Um, And I think it comes down to, can we beat their defense? So maybe, maybe I've just spoiled something, but let's get to key to victory. Uh, What's your key to victory, Pat?
0: Don't turn the ball over. I mean, we, we kind of hinted on it. They have two blowout, three blowout wins, and they've been just huge amounts of turnovers in every single one of them. Um, You know, I think, we, you know, talk about the starting field position on their own 42. Like, that's because they keep getting the ball from the other team while they're still playing offense, you know? Like, yeah. that, that's going to make a big difference. And when they don't do that, they've shown to, like, top out at 27 points against teams with defenses that are significantly worse than ours. And right. by the way, that, that – um, the Iowa State game, man, like, th- that scoring happened a lot late there. Like, mm-hmm. the majority of that game was just, like, nothing going on. Yeah. Um, So, like, if if I'm being honest, I think if we turn the ball ball over one or fewer times, it's heavily skewed in our favor to win. You get, like, two turnovers, and you're like, oh, this is a little touch and go. More than that is where I'm like, that looks like Iowa wins the game to me.
1: Yeah, yeah, and this is, you know, one of the talks of Iowa is they are plus 12 in the turnover margin, which is good for number one in the country. Uh, They have 12 touchdowns. Uh, 12 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, yeah. two of which have gone for touchdowns, uh, and four fumbles recovered as well. Um, so they have 16 total takeaways compared to four giveaways. They've lost three fumbles themselves, and then they have that one interception. Um, this is a hot topic, and I, and I get it, right? A plus 12 is is insane. It's very, very good. They also had five interceptions against Tolia Loa. They, they had 12 in two games. Yeah, 12 in two games, like you said. If, if, those, if those are let's say more closer to the average and they're getting one or two per game, then we actually match up pretty well because they're plus 12 in the turnover margin. We're plus six. We're not, we're not that far off if you take out some of those outliers and I know what you're saying. You can't take out the outliers. They happen. They're part of the defense. They're part of the statistics. I get it. Um, But I think to your point, if Cliff can protect the ball, we haven't, we haven't had too many fumble issues uh, this season. We haven't, we haven't lost any. Um, I think we might have put it on the ground once or twice, but recovered it. Yeah. Uh, Cliff only has three interceptions, one of which was really only bad and his fault. Um, if Cliff can take care of the ball, limit it to one interception in this game, let's, let's give it to him. Let's say there is one. I think we come out on top. If we get to yeah. the point where there's two, three interceptions, like you said, that's a little worrisome.
0: Yeah, you know, as long as it's not like a, you know, super untimely interception. Yeah. Right, right. Exactly. I can live with one.
1: All right. Uh, my key to victory. This is a different one. Like I said, I'm trying to change up my takes. Not not to be a hot take guy, but because I feel like I say the same things over warm and take. over. Yeah, it's a warm take. I feel, like, I feel like I always say, like, shut down the run, win the turnover battle. Like, it's the same shit that I say all the time. So I'm going to try to switch it up. My key to victory is time of possession. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, we don't ever really talk about this. So I looked, looked at the stats, Chrissy's well, stats over here. Point for us. Um, it's not. So we are averaging 28 minutes uh, time of possession, which is actually even more than I thought. Um, and they are averaging 32 minutes. So pretty close. This is not like a dominant one way or the other. Um, and I'm not even trying to say here that like we need to change our identity because our identity has been big play. It's been tempo. Like we haven't been great on third down. We haven't been great at moving the change. So I don't think we're going to see just a complete flip of the script. Um, but I think we need to maintain what we've done and be a little bit better. Um, control the ball, wear out their defense a little bit, um, make, again, make their offense try to be spectacular in limited opportunities. They thrive, they thrive on their defense, getting you off the field quickly, right? So that then their offense can have a bunch of attempts, to try what they want to try, succeed at, marginal rates and put up enough points. So I think if we flip that, right, the easy way of saying this is like, oh, score a bunch, score early. So like their offense can't keep up, right? That's kind of what I'm saying. I don't think their offense is good enough yeah. to keep up with ours, but I don't think, one, we may not be able to get into a shootout because of their defense being very, very good. And two, I don't think that's the kind of game script that this delivers. Like if we if we sustain the drives, if we flip the script on their strength, where we're wearing their defense out a little bit, I think that puts us in a really, really good, position um right now on third down they are only allowing conversions 35 percent of the time um which is again very similar to us these two teams are very similar by the way the more the more i look at these statistics more very very similar um but but let's let's bump up our third down conversion like right now we are uh 36 percent let's get up to that 40 plus percent let's be converting more often than not keeping their defense on the field and controlling the time of possession because that leads to points that leads to red zone drives where we've been very good. I I think if we're able to flip that narrative and I've said that like five times already, I really think
0: that is the key to victory in this one. I like that. I mean, I think third downs are going to be huge in this game. Um, I I think it was the the same like Penn state analytics um, Twitter thread. We read where they, they said like this team basically either scores a touchdown or goes three and out in Iowa yeah with that starting field position and i mean listen we force a bunch of three and outs and if we you know just don't even even when like we're not scoring if we just don't go three and out if we can limit it to like five or fewer three and outs in the game yeah we'd be pretty pleased with that yeah because i I think think that'd be a great sign for us
1: yeah, yeah. And what I was talking about earlier about like, uh, about field position of like sustaining drives, even if we're not scoring, getting them deep into their territory. Um, and even if we're getting into the red zone, of course, I want to convert touchdowns every single time, but even if we're coming away with three, like, I, I think that in a game like this, you need those. You yeah. need the di- the difference between going three and out and having to punch from like your own 50 to try to pin them deep versus getting into field goal range and having Stout kick a long field goal. Those three points are big. Um, and then you look at their red zone, their red zone defense, uh, 90% of the time they're allowing a score. So it's only happened 10 times, but nine out of the 10, they've allowed a score, six like touchdowns, that. three field goals. Uh, conversely, when you talk about good defenses, our
0: red zone defense, do you
1: know how often we're
0: allowing a score? I, we're, I think, got to be one of the best in the country. I think we're only doing it like 70% of the time, maybe
1: 65 53% we are allowing That's a score. Movement. Number two in the country. I don't remember who's number one. I probably should have wrote that down, but that's good for number two in the country. Eight for 15. We've let up five touchdowns and three field goals. So it, when you look at like, okay, good on good or, or strength on strength matchups, like it's a lot I, I of see that. that that's, that's a lot of that. So like, let's expose where they're not strong. Right. They, when, if you get into the red zone against them, you're scoring. Let's sustain those drives. Let's get into the red zone. Let's fucking put up
0: some points absolutely and you know i i kind of gave like this random number of 5 uh three and a half. So let's say you want to be one or fewer three and outs per quarter i like that you know i think, I think that puts us in a really good spot to win
1: yeah cuz how many drives are you really getting per quarter three maybe yeah. um like it depend again depending on how the quarter goes depending on who's grinding um yeah i, I think i think every like this is a game where This sounds so fucking stupid to say, but every point matters. Like every, every opportunity matters. Every little thing that could go wrong needs to go right. Um, Yeah, for sure. It's just one of those games. So let's run through, uh, let's see if I missed any stats and then we'll get into some Twitter questions. Um, I talked about red zone defense, red zone offense, very similar. They're at 84%. We're at 87%. Um, We're we're both, we've missed two or three. Um, So those are, those are pretty damn good.
0: are Russian
1: all of our defense. red zone misses, uh, field goal misses? Got to be, because we're 14 for 16. So I know we missed at least one field goal in Wisconsin that I believe was in the red zone, that super short one. Yeah. Um, I think we missed the second one in the red zone. Got to be. I, unless unless we went for it on fourth and got stuck. Oh, no, no, oh, yeah, no yeah, The, no, uh, the fourth, game. fourth and one, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's it. You, you get a, a field goal on that fourth and one. I'm okay with that. Um, let's talk about defense for a little bit, because I, I did mention how you know this is one of the best defenses we'll face. Uh, and we are one of the best that they will face. Um, number two and number three in the country in points allowed per game. Uh, they are allowing 11.6. We are allowing 12. Stop me. If you've heard this before, these teams are very similar. Uh, the only, only defense better than these two in the country right now is Georgia. Uh, they're just a wagon right now.
0: Yeah. What were, were they allowing
1: five a game? It's, it's honestly, it's something like that. It's like under five, I think, which is crazy. Um, but, like, you you break down some of the stats here. Passing yards allowed per game, we're allowing 200, 202. They're allowing 184, slightly better. Um, passing touchdowns allowed, we've only allowed two. They've allowed five. So, if you're hitting them on there, you know, you're getting some pay dirt again. And, by the um, way, those two were not the starters. Correct. Was that Villanova?
0: Our starting defensive backfield has not allowed a passing touchdown this season.
1: Those two were both in Villanova, weren't they? Yep good call pat nice I, I see i get lost in the stats. So that's why i don't do them all the time because i forget about
0: context I'm a big picture guy
1: big picture guy uh now rushing context defense, for <laughs> rushing defense uh this is this is where it gets a little bit separation starts to happen we are allowing 111 yards per game they are allowing only 87 rushing yards per game um how do you feel about our rushing attack against that rushing defense.
0: And that's one of the things I'm most nervous about in this game. It's just like, if we can't get a run run game going, you know, how much is that going to hurt the passing game?
1: Yeah, I think this is one where, again, this will show – this will – I think we've all seen Jursich is a very good offensive coordinator. This is a game – that will show us, is he a great offensive coordinator? Is he a mastermind? Is he, you know, the, the times where we fell in love with Joe Moorhead for some of the things that he did? Are we going to fall in love with Mike Yersich? Because, I, you know, I hate to be negative on this podcast, but, like, this is one of those games where you don't say, if we can get the running game going, or if we can't get the running game going. We're probably not going to have a great yeah. <laughs> running game. Like, yeah. I think it's okay to say that. So the question then becomes, how does Yersic supplement that? Right? Yeah, are we doing sure. the, Are we doing more short passes and screens? Are we getting the running backs out on routes to use their athleticism in the midfield? right? Are we Are we utilizing the tight ends differently? We've seen them from you know week one to week two where we're like, hey, you know, we're not seeing the tight ends a, a bunch. Brenton Strange and Theo Johnson have both been pretty damn good. Um, so I think it really comes down to if and when the running game is not there, how long do you kind of stick with, stick with it because you can't abandon it completely and you have to keep them honest? versus have some creative things lined up that will catch them sleeping.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good point.
1: Um and I think that's it as far as as far as stats. Uh penalty yards per game almost identical. They're at 45, we're at 48. Uh, and then net punting. Um so our net punting is 45, uh which means stout's you know allowing two yards per return. Fantastic. Uh and there's that 42. So a lot of similarities between these teams. I think it's going to be a very close game we'll get to predictions in a minute um but yeah this is this is a top five matchup this is the kind of matchup you want when you're a college football fanatic when you are saying I want to be in the playoff I want my resume to be strong I want to play the best teams like I've said it before I don't care like if we play in Ohio State that's undefeated or Ohio State with one loss all I want to do is win yeah this one feels a little good when it's a number three team in the country that you have a chance to put that on your resume all right, let's get to some Twitter questions to close it out, and then we'll do predictions. First one comes from at Todd Winger, PA fan in KS. Was that Kansas KS, right? I think so. Yes, that's fine. Um, nice. I was, was talking,
0: so I muted myself.
1: No, that's okay. Last episode I was burping, so I was muting, muting the entire thing. <laughs> Drinking drink a beer during the episode. I haven't done that in a while, and I was just, whew.
0: Not Not um, since the last episode. That's <laughs> just the first last season. episode,
1: first ever episode. Um, so uh, Todd Winger asks, biggest X Factor player that isn't
0: Clifford or Dotson. Ooh, I got think. I, I did not see this question ahead of time. You know, I'm gonna actually go with um, P.J. Mustafer. God damn it, that was mine. Really? <laughs> yeah, I
1: actually thought about this one, and that was damn,
0: mine. You want me to choose someone else? No, go for
1: it. What's uh, your What's your reasoning? <laughs>
0: I mean, I think the strongest part of their offense is Tyler Goodson as both a receiver and a runner. I think P.J. Musfer has been rated like one of the best run-stopping defensive linemen in the country. He's got like 25 tackles this season or something like that, which is insane through five games as a defensive lineman. Um, And, like, I mean, if we can – I'm not going to say shut down, but, like, severely limit their run game. Man, they're just not gonna score a whole lot.
1: Yeah, yeah. I completely agree for those reasons on Tyler Goodson and and then Tyler Linderbaum, too. I think his name's Tyler, right? Tyler Linderbaum? Yeah. yeah. Uh, again, I, I I'm not trying to like hype this dude up too much, but like you watch his tape. He he manhandles people to the point. Remember when people were in love with Quentin Nelson a couple of years ago, like watching him pancake people? It's that level where he'll yeah. he'll handle his guy, roll out, hit a linebacker, hit a secondary guy. Like he he is that good where he can handle multiple people so I think P.J. must having a strong game and I don't want to say neutralizing that because I don't think you can but not needing extra support not needing Brent Pryde to say okay we need to add some more guys up the middle because you know P.J. is getting beat and Tangela is getting beat I think P.J. has played so so well this season um, we, we talked about how we needed him to be needed him to be a disruptor in the middle, right? A lot of times nose tackles are just guys who eat space, take on double teams. You don't really see the stats. Um, He's been that and more like he, he has been aggressive. He has been disruptive. um, And I think that matchup him versus Linderbaum is really, really exciting. Um, To give any other example, it's, it's going to be, I think one of the other pass catchers outside of Dotson. Um, Again, of course, we all want a running back to explode and break out and crush it. This, this defense is a good run defense. I wouldn't hold your breath for that. So I think whether it's Parker Washington, whether it's Brenton Strange, whether it's Theo Johnson, um, having one guy ha- have sort of a breakout game and, and give Cliff that extra option when he is getting rushed, um, I think could be really, really important. All right, we got a couple of other questions here. Next one up from Sweenes. Sweeney Eggs and Ham, our good friend, said, how can the defense turn the tables on this Iowa team and force them into a negative turnover differential?
0: Um, I mean, we've, we've kind of touched on it mostly. It, it's going to all start up front with, like, yeah, like the run game. Ha- they have to put this game on Spencer Petras' shoulders, you know? You have to make him not be, like, a timely thrower, but, like, the guy who's going to beat you by himself because their wide receivers aren't going to do it. And if their running back doesn't do it, it's all down to Sp- Spencer Petras, where he's fine. He's I think he's a good quarterback. I don't think he's like a game breaking quarterback though. And if we're making him win the game by himself and, you know, getting some pressure on him, I think, you know, they might turn it over once or maybe twice. And I think they'll just be like in a world of hurt.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, I agree with all of that. Um, I think I, I would take the question actually the other way. I don't think it. I, I feel confident in our defense. Like, I I, I expect going into this game, we're going to have two takeaways. Like, we've talked about this a couple of times. They they said their goal going into the season was three a game, and we've come damn close to time. So, like, I almost expect two takeaways because I think our secondary has been that good. I think Brent Pry, when he when he dials up blitzes, when he brings Brandon Smith off the edge or Joey Porter off the edge, like – we can get to the quarterback, make him fumble. Um, like, I, I think our defense will be able to handle that. So, if we want to get them into a negative turnover differential, I think it comes down to our offense protecting the ball. Um, Cliff had something in, in his press conference today or the other day uh, where he said, One thing Yerstich preaches to them is respect the ball, protect the ball. Um, like, and, and you've seen it. Like, he's been that much better this year. So, I think if we want to win the turnover battle, if we want to put them into a negative differential, Defense, do what you do, do what you do well, and keep doing that. Offense has to be one step extra because of how good they've been. Again, twelve interceptions in two games, or what it, or what it was like. Yeah,
0: twelve dear, turnovers. Twelve turnovers, whatever it was. Eight interceptions. That's insane.
1: That's yeah. so much. I, I didn't realize yeah. that. I, I knew the five against Maryland. I didn't know they had another game that big. Um, well, I, I think it's com-
0: three interceptions. I think. Oh, wow! Wow! Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. You're right. You're right. Um, so yeah, I think to 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 win the turnover battle to put them in the negative differential, it comes down to our offense
0: respecting the ball, protecting the ball. Yeah, a little addendum to what I said as well. The other thing that's gonna I think be a could be a huge difference in winning the turnover battle is uh our defense actually catching the ball when the offense throws it to them. Yeah, that would be big. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: right. Uh, uh, and listen, listen. We've gotten, we've gotten better at it, but it does happen from time to time. Uh, you know, that's the, the common common phrase. That's why you're a D-back, not a wide receiver. Yeah. I you think it's more our phrase. linebackers
0: than our D-backs, though.
1: True, true. Our, yeah, our, yeah, I don't Brandon's think our D-backs have
0: really dropped maybe one interception. I think maybe. our linebackers have dropped a couple. That's
1: why you're a linebacker, not a wide (laughs) receiver. Among the other facts, that you're just an animal and a very good tackler and a hard hitter and all those things. Um, All right, last questions come from uh, another good friend, CJ Scalzetti at CJ Goon. Uh, Who leads the team in carries, and who leads
0: the team in rushing yards? All right, it's not what I want it to be, but my prediction for this is that the leader in carries is going to be Kevon Lee, but the leader in rushing yards. Is going to be Sean Clifford.
1: Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, I don't think, think he's like gonna,
0: you know. I don't like it either, but, but that may that may be the formula. Yeah. I if, you know if the run I think
1: game's not working. He's become a very
0: is. smart runner. He leaves when he has to, and most of the time when you see him leaving, it's like no one in the area of the of the chains when when he breaks yeah. the pocket.
1: So yeah, which I is that's
0: such- my honest prediction for this game.
1: No, that's a great prediction. And honestly that like I said, that's such a welcome change from last year where we saw him bail the pocket so early, scrap for like two yards and take big hits. Um One thing, I don't know if I said this last week, one thing I've noticed, uh, not only is he taking off only when he has to, he's doing that thing where he's running right up to the line and then getting the pass off, which, you know, baits baits some defenders. But he's also sliding a lot more this year, I feel like. And, And that is just such a sign of like a guy who knows what he's doing. He's not trying to make every single play with his legs. He's not trying to be the hero. He's taking what's there, getting his eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 yards, getting out of harm's way, and then moving on. And that is such a nice thing to see from Clifford if that happens in this game and he is our leading rusher because he's just taking what's there and, and moving the chains, I'm going to be okay with that.
0: I'm going to be okay on, with that. It depends on what it looks like.
1: Sure. Sure. But <laughs> I, if, if yeah. it's happening in good ways, I think I'd be okay with it. Exactly. Um, I, th- I think, I think, and I know people don't want to hear this. I think Noah Kane leads and carries. Um, I really do. I, I talked about on the last the last episode we had questions of, you know, do you think it's time to bench him? And I said, I think you start to see a change in carries. I, I think that does happen. It wouldn't shock me if kevon Lee is is the first guy off the bench. Not off the bench. he's the first guy out there, the starter. Um, but for some reason, I just I, we've seen it so many times where Franklin just doesn't give up on a guy and doesn't make those changes. Like I, I kind of see, Noah still having the most carries in this game by a slim margin, by a very slim margin, but I think he still has the most. Um, But I will say Kevon Lee does lead us in rushing. He breaks one or two that are significant and and puts him on the top there. I like it. Uh, CJ also said, feel like we win the turnover battle, which we hope and agree. Uh, And then also said, Iowa O is ass, and they have not played a defense anywhere near ours. Yes, CJ, we agree. Yeah. All right. It is prediction time, my friend. Again, Iowa is favored by two points. Under over is 40 and a half. Mr. Calicchio, Classic, what do you
0: got? Well, I believe at one point the over-under was a little bit higher, so I've had to adjust my prediction. Well, let (laughs) me double check,
1: but I'm pretty sure that's what I have it at. What's
0: what's your prediction? I think it opened at like 43, and I think people have just been hammering the under. Um, Yeah, which doesn't surprise me. Listen, I'm, I'm I'm a man of the people. I will also be hammering the under on this. And <laughs> I'm going to go with a score of twenty to seventeen, Penn State. Okay, okay. Uh,
1: I'm double checking right now. Barstool Sportsbook has Iowa as a one and a half point favorite, so that's even coming down. Uh, their total right now is at forty-one, so basically the same. Yeah. Um, I I I think this is a tight game. Um, I if I was actually betting on this one, I don't think I would take the over. But for the fun of this show, you know, I'm going to. Of but, it, but I don't see it be being anything crazy. I got a, I got a 27-20 Penn State win. Um, I think some I think some of that scoring happens late. I think this is a very, like, it wouldn't shock me if, you know, this is a 14-10 game going into the fourth quarter, um, something like that. But I, I think for some reason something's going to happen towards the end where we get an extra, maybe we get a pick six, maybe we get a blocked field goal, maybe we get something a little spicy uh, that really seals the victory and, and lets us pull away. Or they're down and they try to get a little too aggressive and win, you know, we we take over somehow so i got 27 20 that's penn state winning outright that is the over barely but it's an over um and i'm I mean, excited man no
0: that's the that's the over by like seven points that's yeah no, i know
1: i was trying to make it sound better
0: <laughs> <laughs> um that's a healthy over right there that's
1: a, it's a damn healthy over um yeah i think that's that's all i got man what else uh what else you got for the fans anything
0: um shout out to thomas Gilman bringing home a World gold medal, uh, new, new member in Nittany Lion Wrestling Club. Man, like what a what a run for him! Bronze the Olympics, gold worlds. Uh, Kyle Snyder doubles up in silvers, uh, Olympic worlds. Uh, David Taylor drops a tough one in the finals against the guy he beat in the Olympic finals. Brings home a world silver. But you know what a run for him. So in this past three months, he's got an Olympic gold. He's got a kid, and he's got a world silver. That's a pretty great run. Pretty and then. Damn good. Uh, also, going to give a quick no names all game shout out to uh, our guy, my guy Chris Murray, who is married to an Iowa lady. So bragging rights Ooh. in the house this weekend. Hopefully, it goes our way. That that might be more
1: important than any money bet that anyone puts down. If it's you and your wife, that's tough. Um, all right, where are you watching the game? What do you got going on for the weekend?
0: Um, I'm not sure. I'm waiting on my buddy Chris, who's married to this, this Iowa girl. Okay. He okay. he wants to. Um, I brought up the Berkshire House, which is where the a good amount of the Penn State uh, L.A. Alumni Association watches it, but he's not sure his wife is down to go to a Penn State bar for the game. Can't Makes say sense. I blame her. We might be looking at more <laughs> of a neutral site, but oh we'll, uh, we'll see. It's going to be a game-time decision.
1: There you go. There you go. I'm actually going to be able to watch this game, which is great. I wasn't able to watch the last one. I will be in Pennsylvania uh, visiting my friend. Shout-out Lee and Alicia. Uh, their daughter, Peyton, is turning one, my niece. So
0: Happy very birthday. excited. I'm going to
1: be celebrating her birthday on Sunday watching Penn State all day uh, Saturday, I'm excited, man. I am really, really, really excited for this game. I haven't been this jacked up for a game, probably since like a couple of weeks ago when Auburn happened. But in yeah. in reality, it's a Big Ten game. It's prime time in our hearts. Yeah, it's only four o'clock, but this is like it's it's the only ranked game on. I'm pretty sure during that time slot. Um, actually, maybe maybe Auburn's playing Georgia. I think. But anyway, it's 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 gonna have a lot of eyes on it. This is a hyped game for a reason. Let's go one and zero this week. One and zero. One and zero. One and zero. One and zero. We are.